Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday. Wherever you may be across this great country or this great land, Tennessee has a new hire. Kurt Schilling isn't in the Hall of Fame because of his politics. Jared Goff may be on the way out. CDC's ready for schools to be back open. SEC football releases its full schedule for 2021 and impeachment part two is dead but we say right off the top as we often do $5 bet boys and girls look at me $5 can pay you back $275 all you have to do is pick the right winner either the Chiefs or the Bucks. whoever wins the Super Bowl if you've got a buddy if you've got a girlfriend if you've got a husband whoever you could pair your bets with if you haven't bet before then you could each bet $5 and you'd be guaranteed a $275 win. All you have to do to get this 55 to 1 offer to turn $5 into $275 is go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is simple. fanduel.com slash clay. Be on your way to saving a bundle potentially in the gambling universe. fanduel.com slash clay. Well, here we go again. Tennessee made another uninspiring hire in Josh Heupel. Brand new athletic director. Same tired result. Look, Josh Heupel is a mediocre hire on every level. But in the SEC where recruiting is the lifeblood of everything, Josh Heupel couldn't recruit his way out of a paper sack. He is the least charismatic the least driven recruiter, the least knowledgeable about the SEC of anybody that I can ever remember and this whole thing just stinks to high heaven. All right, If you are new Tennessee athletic director uh, Danny White how do you not reach out to Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze or Jamie Chadwell at all? All three of those guys would have been very interested in the job no contact whatsoever from the University of Tennessee. How do you not get the deal done with James Franklin Penn State's football coach who if Tennessee were competent would have been introduced today in Knoxville as the next University of Tennessee football coach. I 100% believe that. I think if I were the athletic director at Tennessee today James Franklin would have been introduced as the next head football coach at Tennessee and by the time football season starts he would have a top 5 recruiting class locked in. Um, I got to really kind of seriously examine my fandom at this point because I don't think the University of Tennessee over the past 15 years has given me any reason to continue to root for the program. Tennessee is going to start this fall with the fewest number of season ticket holders in my life. I bet there have never been if you go all the way back to 1980 I bet there have never been fewer Tennessee fans buying into what that program is selling. And Danny White should be ashamed of himself. Six million dollars Tennessee is going to pay in buyouts for Danny White to Central Florida and for Josh Heupel. Okay? This is an unmitigated disaster. Central Florida is going to hire a better coach than Josh Heupel with the money that Tennessee gave them to do it. Going and hiring Josh Heupel if you are Danny White and you are his former athletic director 
is like taking your cousin to prom which maybe makes perfect sense given that he's now at the University of Tennessee and I can say that because I live in Tennessee but if you take your cousin to prom it means that you have struck out with everybody that you aren't related to. That's what happened with Danny White. He's supposed to be a guy who can seal the deal and he failed. Capital F failed. Josh Heupel no enthusiasm no excitement no energy no reason to believe that he's going to be able to succeed. Every year at Central Florida his record has gotten worse. I always say the number one test for whether you should be hiring someone else's coach is whether the two things one the fan base that you're hiring from has to feel gutted. If you are hiring a coach and the fan base isn't gutted over the departure of their coach then that's somebody you shouldn't be hiring. Central Florida fans are celebrating because they don't have to keep Josh Heupel and because they're getting $6 million in the process. Two, your rivals have to immediately think oh this is going to make things more difficult for us. Everybody is laughing at the idea that Josh Heupel is going to win at a high level. This is a dude who got fired by the University of Oklahoma. He has not in any way I don't believe distinguished himself. This is a failure of a hire. And I think in three or four years Tennessee is going to be right back where they are right now trying to go out and find a coach. And this is disgusting and pathetic to me. All right, On its most baseline level I can run OutKick and also simultaneously make better hiring decisions than anybody at University of Tennessee has done in about 15 years when it comes to the football program. I got to start to ask myself and I think this is legitimate for all Tennessee fans out there are you getting back any of the energy that you're putting into the program? And I think the answer is no and even worse for Tennessee fans I think a lot of people just don't care anymore. Their love and hate are two sides of the same coin. At least they provoke an emotional reaction. Most Tennessee fans are like eh, I'm just giving up. I'll do something else. They don't have any faith in the program. They're not going to travel to Knoxville and buy tickets even coming off of a pandemic season when they weren't able to go watch. They have zero faith in the football program and I don't don't blame them at all. And for me personally I got to re-examine why I root for losers. Like yes I was born at Tennessee. Yes my grandfather played for General Nealon. But I'm way more successful in my chosen career field than the University of Tennessee is. And I bet a decent number of you out there are as well. Why should I root for a loser team and a loser program that is making loser decisions time after time after time? Sure, it might keep me humble because the things that I can control dominate. But I should be controlling Tennessee football because if I did, they'd be dominating. I could have stepped in, run this search, made the right hire, gotten this thing done and it would be over. And here's what I just keep coming back to again and again and again. Spend money! Spend money! Year after year after year Tennessee keeps trying to hire cheap-ass no-talent losers and expecting that they're going to win at a high level. And it's basic business to me. If you don't spend money on the front side then you lose it on the back side. I don't understand how people don't know this. Lane Kiffin is selling out the stadium in Oxford. They have too much demand for tickets and not enough tickets to sell. 
if you can't sell tickets then whatever budget you have out there doesn't matter. Spend $10 million a year on a head coach. If you do, the tickets get sold. You'll make back in beer money what you are losing in the cost of the coach. And I I want to pull my hair out because the incompetence time after time after time when it comes to these searches it's not difficult to figure out what to do if you have targets who want the job eliminate money as a reason why you don't get them. There are relatively few proven head coaches in college football. They are worth their weight in gold. Go pay them the gold and you'll make more gold. That's how college football works. It's all about the coach. That's it. That's the secret. That's the secret sauce. That's all that matters in college football. If you find the right coach, success follows. How do you not talk to Lane Kiffin? How do you not talk to Hugh Freeze? How do you not talk to Jamie Chadwell? How do you let James Franklin not accept this job? How do you not blow him out of the water when it comes to the offer on the table? And how do you go hire this loser who nobody at Central Florida wants to keep and by the way give them $6 million in the process for him. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. This is not a complicated situation. This is not a complicated scenario. If you want to be treated as a top 10 program with top 10 dollars which is what historically Tennessee has been the fan base is so loyal that this is still a top 10 revenue school in the entire country you've got to spend that money on the coach. I don't want to hear any more about juice bars and, and how fancy the weight room is or how great the new whirlpools are. We're talking about a fan base that's been willing for a hundred years to sit on this metal uh, metal pl- platforms whatever the heck it is bleachers with no back support because they love Tennessee. Have you ever been to Neyland Stadium? Have you sat in there like I have for 20 years? They got little numbers written on aluminum bleachers. There's not even a back behind it. People go because they love Tennessee not for the amenities. The amenity is a win. It's the only amenity that matters. I'm so sick of all this money being wasted on all this other BS. This is not a difficult decision. Put every dollar that you have into a head coaching contract. I've been arguing this for 15 years now. The Clay Travis dump truck of cash theory. Money solves everything when it comes to the right head coach. Everybody in America has a price. If you offer them enough eventually they will come. Tennessee has had opportunity after opportunity to do it. Instead, who do we get? Lane Kiffin may not have been an atrocious hire. He was young. He was only there for a year. Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt, now Josh Heupel. They've actually managed to get less charismatic as the number of coaches they've added have increased. This is, to me, a failure of epic proportions that continues to be replicated. And I think a lot of Tennessee fans are with me. What's the point? There's other ways to choose to be entertained. I can find other ways to spend Saturday rather than watch Tennessee choke away game after game after game. And I'm frankly considering doing it because I just don't think the product's worthy of my money or my support at this time. These... 
failures of coaching searches time after time after time. Danny White should be disgusted with himself. He should be uh, it's unbelievable that Tennessee spent millions of dollars so he could go hire a guy that he already hired. In fact the state of Tennessee should be looking into this to see if it's self-dealing. He's buying out a contract that he negotiated and giving all the money to the old school that used to be there. Congratulations Central Florida you're going to get to buy a new coach who's better than the one that Tennessee just hired with all of the money that Tennessee just gave you in buyouts. It disgusts me. It's indefensible. I am obviously fired up about it time after time after time. You want incompetent results you hire incompetent people and you keep giving them lots of money. Guess I'll just have to keep running my $100 million company and maybe sooner or later somebody at Tennessee will say hey Clay why don't you take over this search and get it done and actually return Tennessee to a place of prominence. Until then just continue to suck because that's what Tennessee football is. One big suck factory. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of sucking uh, the, uh, the situation right now in Major League Baseball when it comes to the Hall of Fame is a fundamental failure. All right. Uh, Kurt Schilling has been left out of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame because of politics. And if you doubt me, you should go listen to an interview that we did with him in, uh, on OutKick this morning uh, live on the radio. Kurt Schilling said uh, that if he had liberal political beliefs he'd be in the Hall of Fame. If he had never uttered a political belief in his life he would be in the Hall of Fame. But because he supported George W. Bush because he supported Donald Trump because he votes Republican and is conservative and is outspoken in his conservative beliefs the Major League Baseball writers who are overwhelmingly liberal and overwhelmingly far left wing have decided that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. This should be a rallying cry for everyone out there who says that athletes shouldn't stick to their sport. Right? We hear how brave it is all the time for Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James or Megan Rapino or uh, Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich oh they're not going to stick to their sport they're going to use their voice they're going to use their platform they're going to tell us all the impressive things about the world that they believe and that they have learned as athletes except it's only left-wing political opinions that the sports media actually wants. If you share anything other than a far left-wing political opinion in fact not only will it be used against you you won't be able to make the Hall of Fame. So this is the height of hypocrisy. All of these Corona bros in the sports media who have been arguing about how majestic it is for all the athletes to be using their voices and telling us all these great things about what they believe politically. As soon as somebody says anything other than oh you know what Joe Biden is the greatest Bernie Sanders greatest politician of all time oh Obama I love everything about him as soon as any athlete says hey I'm a Trump guy or you know what George W. Bush guy big fan as soon as that happens then all of a sudden they can't even get in the Hall of Fame. This is a black eye for Major League Baseball this is a tremendous failure going forward on an epic level an absolutely epic level that this could occur that Kurt Schilling could be left out and that almost no one in the sports media is pointing out the blatant hypocrisy associated with it. Again, let me be straightforward. This has nothing to do with Kurt Schilling on the field. If you want to have a debate about whether or not Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or any other athlete from the steroid era should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame that's a debate you can have. 
because steroids directly implicated the ability of guys on the field to impact the sanctity of the game and the results. That's a legit debate. If you want to get involved in that debate, I understand it. But we're not talking about anything Kurt Schilling did on the field. We're talking entirely about him using his voice off the field for political-related commentary. And so my question for you is pretty straightforward. It is, if we got people who have committed felonies in Hall of Fames all over this country for the world of sports, how is having a political opinion that upsets some in this country, in particular Corona Bro left-wing baseball writers, how is that a justification for him not to be in the Hall of Fame? Imagine the outrage if some athlete down the line who's been outspoken, let's say LeBron James, what if someone voted against LeBron James being in the Hall of Fame because they didn't like his politics? They would lose their job. They would lose their vote instantaneously because LeBron James's politics are the right politics according to the sports media. Why is they're not a content-neutral application here. If you want to argue no athlete should ever share a political opinion ever and if they do we're going to hold it against them for the Hall of Fame I wouldn't agree with you but I would certainly understand the argument and that would be consistent as it's being applied to Kurt Schilling. But what you can't do is reward athletes who share left-wing opinions and condemn athletes who share right-wing opinions. This isn't difficult. All I ask for is the precedent be consistent a content-neutral application of facts to circumstances. Set precedents and hold to them. We're not seeing it. Kurt Schilling should 100% be in the Baseball Hall of Fame and Major League Baseball and its writers should be humiliated and ashamed over the way that they have responded to Kurt Schilling. All right. A couple of things I want to dive into here. Uh, we have got an uh, awesome partner that I am happy to share with you right now. Uh, let me hit you right now with TrueFit. I am bringing both of these up. These are incredible products offered out there. My wife and I, you can see what an incredible physical specimen I am. They are available, TrueFit is, in grass-fed protein, ready-to-drink shake, new plant protein options as well. You can check out both of these. Uh, Available flavors include chocolate, vanilla, cold brew coffee, and cinnamon churro. These are fantastic. I'm telling you, you will love them. Only a few days left to take advantage of the 20% off deal. It expires at the end of January and it's only for OutKick listeners. This is created by college athletes. If you've ever tried to try some of these shakes, which I know a lot of you out there have, sometimes they don't taste very good. Sometimes they don't leave you feeling that great in your stomach, this one will. Only available for OutKick listeners. Go to rspnutrition.com promo code CLAY at checkout. rspnutrition.com the promo code for 20% off everything you order with your first purchase is CLAY that is my name C-L-A-Y rspnutrition.com Get hooked up today. You'll be glad that you did. That's rspnutrition.com I'm going to move that out of the way. And by the way, got some in my glass right here. That is incredibly uh, revitalizing. 
Let me talk a little bit about Jared Goff. Jared Goff is on his way out with the Rams. It appears that they are opening up the battle for the quarterback position in LA. Remember how great this relationship looked like it was going to be between Sean McVay and Jared Goff. That relationship which led the Rams to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago is now on the skids. That big contract that Jared Goff signed. There are a lot of quarterbacks out there on the market. It looks like the Rams could be one of the 20 or so teams that have a new starting quarterback in September of this year as opposed to last season. Jared Goff now on the ropes as the starter going forward for the LA Rams. The great relationship with Sean McVay officially over. The last two years he has not been happy with things. Arguably the Rams have the two best defensive players in the entirety of the NFL and Aaron Donald on the defensive line and in Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. If they can't get things figured out well that is a big indictment of what is going on considering they have supposed offensive genius Sean McVay coaching them on the other side. That is why I am intrigued to see what happens here. Could they make a play for Matthew Stafford? Could uh, they go into the draft and trade and try to get somebody who's a uh, rookie? Could, who knows, Aaron, uh, could it possibly Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay be forcing a trade before all is said and done? I don't know but add Jared Goff to the Deshaun Watson to the uh, to the Aaron Rodgers and also to the Matthew Stafford drama list here as we think about potentially 20 different jobs being open going forward. Uh, all right. want to tell you guys also about uh, what we've got going now which I'm pretty excited about. Um, in fact, i got to get my right reads here. Um, and let's see. Let's get back to that in a sec. Uh, the CDC has argued all public schools should be open. The CDC coming out and saying all public schools should be open. The data is clear. There is no uncertainty at all about what should be happening here. All the public schools should be open. They have studied everything in that universe and the results are straightforward and clear and there is no scientific uncertainty. The data is readily apparent for anyone who analyzes it. All public schools should be open right now. And to me, I know politicians love to argue and I know there's always controversy and uncertainty and, 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 and conflict and everything else. To me, this is a nonpartisan issue. Whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, you should be looking at all the data and saying, my goodness, our kids have been out of school for almost 11 months now. Easily, many kids across the country are going to be out of school for over a year. The impact on these kids from not being in school is massive. Far more impactful in the long range, I believe, than anything that happened with COVID in the short term. A year's lost education for tens of millions of kids across this country is going to be working to the detriment of this country for the next 20 to 40 years as these kids are going to grow up and be less successful and less well-educated than they otherwise would be. The number of kids who will never return to school at all is legion. The number of kids who haven't gotten any kind of instruction at all particularly if they don't have functional Wi-Fi don't have laptops or computers at home If they are public school kids like I was a public school kid they are being treated in a fundamentally unfair situation. And everybody's obsessed with equity now. 
equity this, equity that. All people care about all day long is equity. Yet, when you actually look at the equitable status and relationships between rich and poor kids in this country, shutdowns have overwhelmingly impacted the most disadvantaged in this country. The most disadvantaged in this country don't have the ability to afford private schools which by the way have stayed open. They don't have the ability to afford tutors and even Wi-Fi as I said and computers and as a result we are putting the most disadvantaged kids in our country behind in a way that they'll never be able to catch up potentially again. And the data is clear and it has been clear since all the way back in the spring that shutting down schools made no sense. In fact, shutting down schools in the first place was predicated on a flawed model that assumed that like the 1918 flu everybody was impacted similarly. The truth of the matter is this and has remained this. Kids are under greater danger from the seasonal flu than they are from COVID. They aren't primary methods of transmission of this virus. In fact, they're more likely to get the virus at home when they are staying at home in closed structures with adults than they are surrounded mostly by other children inside of schools. I'm fortunate. My kids have been in school both public and private since August. My kids are all at school right now while I am recording this video. But most kids haven't had that luxury. They haven't been in person and they should be in person. Go read this CDC report. Remember the American Association of Pediatricians all the way back in June of last year told us that all schools needed to be open. It still didn't happen. The science is clear and it's frustrating to me that the party of science which claims to care about equity more than the other party and that claims to care about science as well isn't willing to stand up to these teachers unions and say go to work or quit. We're not going to continue to pay you to not be doing your job for another year (laughs) which is what some of these idiot teachers want fire them and find replacements period. That's what I suggest. Let me say this too. I appreciate all of the teachers that are fighting to be back in the classroom that are back in the classroom. My kids have phenomenal public school teachers here where I live in the Nashville area that have been doing an incredible job teaching my kids. I thank them and all other instructors public and private who are in person working to mold the minds of the next generation but it is way past time for any argument to the contrary. The CDC reports make it clear every school needs to be open and they need to be open right now. Uh, I want to welcome in DJS Associates to the OutKick Small Business Program. Thank you for fighting the good fight with OutKick. Objective analysis is hard to find unless you're talking to an engineer. DJS Associates provides forensic consulting and expert witness services nationwide in all fields from car crashes to aquatics. If you're watching this right now these are guys you should be contacting. Trust DJS for all your forensic needs. Be sure to ask about their forensic cell phone downloads, VR exhibits and accredited CE and CLE uh, uh, seminar programs. You can go learn out more about them at ForensicDGS.com slash OutKick That's ForensicDJS.com com slash OutKick We'll be tweeting out a link to them as well. I thank everybody who we're trying to help out in the small business community for reaching out to OutKick and letting us speak directly to our audience and tell them about all the great work you're doing. Again, at DJS Associates go check them out 
at ForensicDJS.com slash OutKick. A couple more things I want to dive into. The SEC has officially released its football schedule today uh, and optimism out there. It's back to a normal schedule. 12 games, a lot of teams off on October 30th, the day before Halloween. I think, positive story, I went off on Tennessee football earlier in the show, but I think we will have full football stadiums Everything will be a full go come September in college football all of our campuses in the SEC in particular. They may still be some Corona Bros in some parts of the country that are not allowing full stadiums. I don't think that's going to be the case in the SEC. I am excited to be back to full stadiums to be back to the pomp, the circumstance, the pageantry, the majesty of college football in the South which is what I believe is the best sport that we do in this entire country. I've benefited from being able to go to sporting events everywhere. Nothing compares to a college football Saturday in the South and so the SEC football schedule release I believe is a great sign moving forward that by September when college football season is back anew we are going to have a regular football season and everybody's going to be back in the stands and everything will be back to some form of normalcy. Finally, uh, I don't know if it got a lot of attention because I think the media has stopped covering it as aggressively but impeachment part two is officially dead. I don't know how much attention it's going to get come February uh, but 45 Republican senators have already voted against impeachment even being a valid decision to undertake here. Uh, That means that there's no way that Donald Trump is going to get impeached or banned from being able to run for office again. There's no way that 67 votes are possible. This is a sham. This is a charade. This is a ridiculous uh, kangaroo court. What should be happening is the Senate and the House should be focused on trying to do things that help America as opposed to continuing to divide us apart. There is no legitimate basis for an impeachment conviction to occur now that 45 Republicans have already voted against it before things even begin. It's not going to change. It's not going to happen. Impeachment of Donald Trump since he's already out of office is ridiculous but there's no way he's going to be banned for running again in 2024. This is a ridiculous charade. It should end. There's no way to justify it going forward and we already know how it's going to end. This is a kangaroo court of the highest magnitude. All right. I love all of you. 55 to 1 payout. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. Bet $5 on either the Chiefs or on the Bucks. If you're right, you get $275. Go sign up right now at fanduel.com slash clay. I love all of you. I'll be on television here in about 40 minutes uh, breaking down everything in the world of sports gambling on, uh, on Fox Bet Live. That is coming soon. This is OutKick. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am Clay Travis. And by the way, I would have gotten us a coach that's actually decent if I'd been in charge of the Tennessee coaching search. See you guys.